Hello and welcome into another episode of the Esports Network podcast in partnership with Reuters. As always, I'm your host, Mitch Dreams. And today we have one of the most interesting guests we've ever had on the show across 200 episodes. We're talking to Tim Anselimo, better known as O'Larry 2K. O'Larry, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Mitch. How's it going? I'm doing pretty well, man. Like we said before, I'm a little bit bored in the pandemic, a little bit bored in Vegas, but really can't complain. Right. I imagine most of you are already familiar with O'Leary's stories, or at least part of it. He's an accomplished sports sim player, and he's played professionally in both Madden and NBA 2K. In 2018, O'Leary was competing in a Madden qualifying tournament in Jacksonville, Florida. At that event, a shooter opened fire. Two Madden players were killed, Elijah Clayton and Taylor Robertson, and O'Leary was shot four times. It was a tragic day to be a fan of esports and gaming, and the community really mourned uh, some pretty senseless violence. And since that day, O'Leary's been on a path to recovery. His right hand was severely injured by a bullet, putting doubt on his ability to compete again. Hands are pretty important as a professional esports player. But after working hard and recovering quickly, really, he's regained his skills and made him a first-round pick in the first season of the NBA 2K League, and he's returned to the league. Now he's with the Cavs Gaming, and he went from 10 points and 6 boards a game in Season 2 to 15 points and 12 boards in Season 3, while continuing to be one of the best rim protectors in the 2K League. Now, his story's been told by many different outlets, including by ESPN, where he won an ESPY for the best esports moment of the year as he returned to the 2K League. So, Larry, I don't think we need to rehash all those different events, but I want to talk about the recovery a little bit and sort of those initial moments and how you put things back together, quite literally, uh, to get back in the 2K League less than a year after everything went down. What was that process like? Pretty tough. Uh, thought of rehab. I went to uh, occupational therapy for my hand for a few months. Um, was on bed rest. Couldn't really walk. Couldn't really do much. Gained a lot of weight. So it was it was tough recovery wise for the first year. Um, but once my body got better, I just focused on you know learning how to play with my new grip and um, you know things like that. Yeah, man. I I had to imagine that's a pretty insane process to go through and you mentioned how you had to switch your grip i mean that's something that really holding a controller has been something our generation has done since we were tidy kids where okay this is how this is just sort of how this feels uh how did what was your grip before and then how'd you have to shift it to accommodate for your injury that had to be a tough thing to adjust to um so beforehand it was like it was obviously like a regular um afterwards um i still kind of hold the controller the same sometimes for a little bit extra stability i'll sit it on like my lap or like my my thigh or my knee but um for the most part now uh, i don't really use my thumb at all because i can't really move it or feel it there's no real like there's not really much bone or anything left in my thumbs just a lot of metal and stuff like that um so what i did was i kind of play claw now what like esports players refer to as claw where like my index finger does all the stuff that my thumb used to. Uh, it took me, I don't know, I want to say probably at least like four months to get used to. Man, that's, that's pretty crazy to, to lose your thumb or lose the feeling in your thumb like that and replace it with metal. What exactly, how many surgeries did you have to go through for that? Um, surgeries too. And, and the, the crazy part about that, man, is that people don't really like realize it, but we do take a lot of stuff in life for granted. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I, I struggle with now on a day-to-day -day basis that, like, 
you know, prior was like regular stuff for me. Like it's kind of hard to even just like pick up the remote and change the TV. It's hard to tie my shoes. It's hard to like, you know, button up a shirt or pants or anything like that because of my thumb. Damn, man. I mean, yeah, it's crazy what the human body can do. And like you said, we definitely take it for granted. It's really an important lesson uh, for everybody to remember is just, you know, what crazy things the human body just does on a daily basis. And once you get injured, how difficult that becomes uh, just to do those simple things and much less gaming, like tying your shoes. That's the kind of stuff where it's like, this is just core to being a human. Like I, now, I, I might argue that video gaming is also core to being a human in my personal life, but that's uh, neither here nor there, right? Right. So as you're recovering uh, and just looking at the 2K League, you know, you started back in the 2K League eight months after it all went down. Uh, and that first year, you're back in it. You're you're balling out. You're playing well. Uh, still a great rim protector, but your stats have definitely jumped on this last season up another five points per game up another doubling your rebounds per game is part of that the healing process there i mean you were a first round pick originally uh is it something that's getting better with time or are you just getting better at adjusting to it i think it has to do with also like the meta changing in like our league and our esport um you know different positions like i feel like the meta changes year in and year out on like what each position does as far as like how well it rebounds or anything like that. Um, but it is also a testament to like, like you said, um, I felt like I I didn't want to, I didn't want to let this stuff like define me. You know what I mean? Like there's people who go through stuff like this and you know, there's like a, you got to think like if a, if a guitarist or a pianist like breaks a finger or breaks a wrist or a hand or whatever you want to say, like if they go through that, they had like they're not going to just stop making music they're not going to stop playing the guitar they're going to find another way to keep going and um i think that was like motivation for me was like do i like let this day define who i am like am i just a survivor am i just going to like say all right well i can't play video games no more because i don't have a thumb and i think that was the motivation for me was like people saying you know like i'm not going to be the same player or you know my old team not believing in me because of the injury so I think a lot of that stuff had a, you know, played factor in it. But um, overall, yeah, it was just really about like just showing that I could still compete with the best. And I think that motivation ended up where like I even got better, you know? Absolutely, man. You know, I want to be really conscious of that, especially it's like, you know, you're way more than one person who was unluckily wrapped into a tragic event. And so I really wanted a lot of the show to be talking about the 2K League. You know, your story's, of course, incredibly important, but when it's the only thing anybody ever talks to you about, I imagine that gets a little, little yeah. old at times. It does, it does for sure. Yeah. So, you know, we, we covered that there, but you mentioned the meta in the 2K League. And I am I really enjoyed the 2K League. I think they did some really unique things and some things right, for sure. And I'll bet some of our listeners aren't as familiar with how the 2K League works. I haven't had anybody on this show since I had Moody back in, like, season one, I, I think. Mm -hmm. So a lot of new listeners who have joined the show uh, since we've talked about that, you mentioned the meta. Can I could break it down, but I feel like you'd probably do a better job of it. What? How does the NBA 2K League positional uh, thing work? How are players balanced? Because people should know this isn't like Steph Curry versus Dame Lillard out there. Players are playing under their own avatars with their own set of skills. So can you break down sort of what an NBA 2K League meta looks like? 
Um, so yeah, we don't use NBA players. We use just like avatars, how we want them to look. Um, the league gives us a, a basically some preset builds at each position. Um, so obviously in basketball, you have point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. So the league gave us eight different preset, uh, like archetypes to choose from at each position. And, um, basically what that had to do was just like here, you know, look, you got different types of styles. Like, you know, you got guards who can shoot from really far. You got guards who are better at slashing and, you know, attacking the rim. And um, it just gave us the opportunity to just kind of like game plan and and pick the builds we want to play with as far as, uh, you know, what fit our play style. So I think that's the cool part uh, about the 2K League is that you kind of get the opportunity to like set the tone on how you want to play. You get to dictate things. I know... For the most part, in a lot of esports, um, you know, things are differently. But for us, I feel like it's pretty balanced. It's a level playing field that we all have access to the same stuff. And, you know, it's kind of like a chess match after that. Definitely. And I think that works really well. That was one of the big questions of like, how are sports sims going to run esports leagues? Do you have people modeling? And I remember uh, NHL had a pretty famous example of why you don't do that when they had a finals that was. Uh, the Boston Bruins versus the Boston Bruins and uh, the casters were going absolutely insane because Chell is a very fast paced game already. And they were Mm -hmm. trying to commentate the same group of players on both sides. And it it was just, it it was a shit show for, for lack of better word. It kind of highlighted why you have to, to deviate from the plan a little bit. And we've seen some other esports go into ultimate team as an example of a way of kind of differentiating the teams and the squads. Uh, but I think 2K League did a really good job of creating a meta in that same way. Uh, and I find it uh, like a pretty cool way of dealing with it. Now, it also probably made it a little bit more of an uphill climb getting people involved because they had to learn an entirely new league of an entirely new faces. You know, there's not the the stars you're used to seeing out there and you have to build your own stars so uh, over the last three years, how have you seen the league evolve, uh, the metas evolve, and just sort of uh, how people are approaching the league uh, and the stars that are being created out of it? I think the league's approach has been pretty good. I mean, um, obviously, you know, it's, it's terrible that we went through a pandemic, but we just saw the 2K League grow a lot throughout the pandemic. You know what I mean? Um, the numbers went up tremendously in viewership, unique viewership. Um, just overall interaction with the league on all different social media platforms. So I think the league's gone in the right direction. It's just new, you know what I mean? There's a lot of people that don't know about it, what it is, what it's about. Um, and I think that's where, you know, things get better over time. Um, just like every other uh, professional sports league or esports league, it does take time to grow. Absolutely. No, it's a, the, it's always important to remember as we look at a league that's just been launched, it's like, well, is it is it working? It's like the NBA took almost an entire century from the founding of basketball. I think the creation of basketball was like 1910s. Uh, and then the NBA was running in some form in the like 50s into the 60s with Bill Russell. And it wasn't until the 90s, really, with Jordan that the league actually took off to what it is today. And it's really important to remember that like these first three seasons is not really what you end up judging a league's total success on. Like it's going to grow. And as long as it's growing, then you're in a really good spot. So looking at like the league itself, do you feel, and you mentioned the pandemic being a big growth 
section for the 2K League, there was that really high-profile NBA charity tournament where a bunch of NBA players uh, faced off in 2K. And I, I remember covering it at the time, and the Nielsen ratings on it were pretty good. Like 300,000 people watched it on live TV or something like that. Uh, you know, it's it's not quite NBA numbers, but it's that's about what like a Hornets Jazz game would get in the regular season, right? So it's like it's pretty right. good for for two K. Do you think that's part of the reason why the two K league is seeing like this uptick in, in people watching? Um, no, I think just the the love of basketball. Basketball is a, a worldwide sport, and it's just like I said, the league itself is still new. There's still people who you know. I I just look at it from a player standpoint, like season one we would like travel and fly and it's just like, you know, whatever. But now it's like when we travel and we go different places and we do these things, people see these, like, you know, our, our merch that we wear. Like if I go somewhere, I was flying wearing a Cavs sweater or whatever Cavs Legion and people like, Oh, you, you know, are you on the 2k league or are you on the team? Or I know what Cavs Legion is like season one. People didn't know what that was. You know what I mean? I could go around wearing a Bucks gaming sweater. Nobody knew what it was. So it's like now that we are where we are is the cool part. I think that it's just going to continue to grow because the name's getting bigger and the NBA is also going to allow more interaction with players as far as like content goes and like the legal aspects of things as far as their contracts. So I think it's only a matter of time before the the 2K League is a a huge staple in in all of esports. Absolutely. You bring up a really good point too in that each team had this new logo and, you know, they're based off of their team but it's a it's an entirely new logo where people not might not recognize the Cavs legion logo season one because it's not the Cavs logo it's a little bit different or the bucks right. in your case or blazer five uh, where i was working so not only are they building up new stars they're also building up new brands related to these different nba teams so it's gonna take a little while to get people adopted to it for sure yep you mentioned the global nature of basketball, and I think that's one of the really cool things that the 2K League did was bringing in the Genji Tigers of Shanghai, where every other team is currently tied to an existing NBA franchise. But then you bring in an esports org like Genji, you base it out of China. Now, they haven't been able to compete entirely out of that region due to you know COVID. Uh, but do you hope the league does more of those types of things where they turn it into something that's kind of a bit of its own thing you know it's not just hey we're gonna model the nba perfectly we're actually gonna lean into the unique aspects of esports and the global nature of it too and maybe bring in a couple other regions uh really fit that global nature of basketball yeah i think the 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 addition of genji was huge uh obviously opens a a door for a bigger fan base genji is already established in esports so um you know to have their fans come on is crazy um alone and i think that opens the door more i think you know eventually we could see like a hundred thieves getting a team in the 2k league or something like that you know what i mean so i think it's only like i said it's just it's all about time and and seeing the numbers go up and seeing the growth of the league and things like that right you've got all these different nba players who are invested in major esports organizations i know steph curry's got some investments i know Shaq's at nrg a uh, hundred thieves has not ben simmons ben simmons is phase Hundred Thieves definitely has a hooper. I can't remember who, uh, but like all these different people, and that kind of feels like, hey, if you if they want to get more involved with their esports organization, being a core part of an NBA Two K League team would be a pretty cool way to to sort of put your stamp on esports and, and more than just an investor and putting some backing dollars into a high growth long term opportunity. You could actually get involved. Uh, with the sport that is super close to what you're playing. 
you mentioned how the league is sort of laxing restrictions a little bit on what sort of uh, bridges you can build with the NBA. And I know that was a frustration point, especially in that first season as you're tra- as they were trying to build new brands, uh, you know, my experience with Blazer five. And I remember they were like, if we could just do one video a day, it would be so huge for the team. And it was like, Hey, we can't do that. Uh, what is that? How has that relationship evolved over the seasons? What are they allowing you guys to do more of uh, going forward? I think for each team, it was different individually, but um, overall, it's just a lot of, you know, the, the player rights and likeness and, you know, that type of stuff. So um, I think once all that stuff is handled, then, you know, just imagine how, you know, big things could be if like, you know, if Warriors gaming has a big like tournament game that night and, you know, Steph Curry puts out a tweet to tune in and that gives, you know, the, the, the stream an additional 20,000 or 10,000, you know, viewers just because Steph Curry tweeted it out. Just little things like that, uh, I feel like is the next step. So hopefully that stuff comes in the next few weeks. I mean, uh, the next few seasons. And uh, like I said, I'm just overall, you know, I feel like uh, I feel like I'm in that situation where like, that myself and the other players that are, you know, have been around and started this league, we're doing what we're doing now. So that way, like the players of the future will be able to, you know, like how when they say, you know, we, we're walking so you could run type of thing. And, um, you know, it, it's not about what's going on right now, but I think years from now, people will look back and be like, wow, this league really came a long way or this league really turned into something. So that's really what it's about for me. Right, you guys are kind of like the Bill Russell, the Bob Cousy, the the or the Pettit. Uh, is it Bob Pettit? Or why is everybody named Bob back in the fifties? What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's Bob Pettit. You know those those guys that like now you look back on it, you're like, wow, they were the first people uh, taking greyhounds from like podunk towns in Pennsylvania to uh wilt chamberlain putting up 100 points in hershey pennsylvania of all places uh you know those are the kind of stories that now they kind of litter nba history and it's fair to say that the people who are here in leagues like this in the first days if the 2k leagues around in 2040 2050 people are going to look back on these first days and be like oh wow those people were like so crucial in the growth the early stars and you know it's a cool place to be at exactly all right, man. Well, I was excited to talk to O'Larry 2K, and it's really cool to rehash the NBA 2K League. It's a league that I think has a lot of growth potential. I was super high on it uh, right when it was announced. It was part of the reason why I came into esports in general, coming from the sports world. Uh, so I'm totally rooting for the NBA 2K success. If you haven't watched it and you're a basketball fan, you'll enjoy the 2K League. Like, you will. It is... Uh, it's, it's condensed basketball, and it's played by a bunch of people who really understand basketball. So you get a lot of that same strategy uh, that you're looking for in basketball in like a more condensed form through the NBA 2K League, which is why I really enjoyed it. Sort of the play calling, the movement, uh, and how people do it. And when you get the chance to talk to players and hear how they think about the game, you realize how much depth of play there really is in games like 2K. So, Larry, thanks for joining the show, man. It was great talking to you. Is there anything I didn't say? Do you want to plug your social media? Uh, what you got coming up? What you want people watching out for in the future? Um, yeah, man. Larry2K on Twitter and Instagram. Stay tapped in. Um, you know, I'm working on some big stuff now uh, for some some big streams with some big people. Um, hopefully got some news coming out within the next few months about a project I'm working on in Orlando. Um you know, just just a lot of stuff, man. You know, it's, I feel like the 
technology and and esports and just you know just everything digitally and tech obviously pandemic kind of helps when you're dealing with tech and, and esports and like anything remote but um yeah man there's a lot of stuff in the works and I'm just going to keep working hard and you know if you're a supporter of me or you know you you believe in me or love my story or anything like that just stay tapped in on social media because I got some good things that I'm working on He's one of the coolest people in the 2K League, and he's clearly had uh, an interesting, uh, unique journey uh, and one that, that took a lot of resolve to get through. Uh, so thank you for joining the show. Be sure to follow him. I'll have his guest page underneath this show. Click on that, and you'll have links to all of his social media profiles. Make sure stay connected. Uh, be in tune for what he's got coming up next, and be sure to root for Cavs Legion coming up in Season 4 and Blazer 5. And Blazer 5. Don't forget Blazer <laughs> Don't forget Blazer 5. <laughs> Let's go. Mama, I'm that man in one wild walnut, baby, since day one. <laughs> I'm about it. All right. Thanks, Larry. It was good talking to you, man. All right, man. Take it easy. You too.